Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Casting Views, a brand new podcast where each week we're going to talk about a subject. What that subject will be, it could be anything and everything. A little bit more on your host. My name's Dan. And my name's Lou. And we're actually uncle and nephew. And one of the reasons for wanting to do this podcast is we generally talk about anything and everything all anyway. So we thought, let's put it down, let's record it. And maybe some some of you out there might find it interesting. Maybe you won't, but hopefully you do. <laughs> so, we, as I said, the, the subject each week could be anything. Um, it might be something that's bugged one of us. It could be something that's happened to one of us, or it might just be something we've read or we find interesting. Um, for the first episode, I want to kick off the subject, and it's about technology. So we use it every day, some more than others, and we're using it now to do this. Um, but the reason, and I'm laughing, because the reason I want to talk about this is um, I saw an article on Sky News this week about, um, I think it's a South Korean uh, designer or inventor. Now, it is, it, it's an invention that was done in jest and in a, in a bit of satire, but I can see it being useful in, in, in the future. So he's created a third eye that you basically attach to your forehead. And when you're looking down at your phone, if you're walking along and you come within, I think it's two meters of an object, this eye opens and starts beeping to let you know you're about to walk into something so you don't knock yourself out. And I thought, whilst it's satire, I think there's a little bit of truth in that. And it's just kind of where we're going as a, as a society with technology. And, you know, this conversation, you you can go wherever you want with it, Lou, but I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, how, what, what craziness is out there? What kind of weird and wonderful, funny things are there, stories about technology and how dependent are we becoming and, and kind of where do we, do we see it going? So, um, yeah, so kind of what do you think about that? A third eye that you fix to your forehead that's going to warn you if you're checking the footy scores or, 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 or you know, whatever news is you're reading. Well, do you know what actually worries me about that to begin with is I feel like somebody's going to modify this so that they can put it to the front of their car. So all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm sitting on a motorway checking the football scores and my third eye has warned me that there's something ahead. And I've looked up and thought, well, oh no, right. <laughs> and I feel like you're going to see technology like that that's all of a sudden got to start to take over your life. And I feel like there's some dangerous applications that you might have for that one. Well, but, well, it, yeah. well at least neither of us said that we've actually walked into a lamppost or something. So that's well, yeah, that, that, that is true. I mean, I have seen people like so <laughs> head down that they've crossed roads and that sort of thing and, and nearly walked into traffic and that sort of thing. So it may be for some people, there might be a demographic out there. I mean, like I said, nothing's invented without having some form of market for it. So there must be people <laughs> out there that would find yeah. it useful. It also yeah. reminds me of, um, I think, is it Japan? where they've introduced those um, one-way walking lanes for people using oh, mobile. Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're specifically for people on their phones who are looking down because you've got mobile phone lanes and non-mobile phone lanes. And I think that that's absolutely mad. Absolutely mad. But, but, but the fact that someone's actually thought to do that and it's been put in and it's probably of, of bloody use as well that's the thing <laughs> yeah that's the thing it evidently shows that it's a big enough problem that there needs to be something that's done about it which is slightly <laughs> concerning is the fact that there's all of these like blind people to the world turning around and walking around looking at their whatsapp and not understanding what's in front of them um but in light of talking about technology and inventions that you might deem to be necessary or not I've got a list of some inventions oh, that I'm go. going to put to you and I want you to rate them maybe out of 10 
as to how likely you would be to use them. So, okay, so for me to use them. Yeah, yeah, if you'd want to use them or not. Or, or if you wanted to tell me if you thought they were stupid or not, that's also fine. Um, I promise I don't use any of these inventions, so you won't be offending me. I was going to say, you, you, you didn't make, you didn't come up with any of these ideas. Right? No, 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 none of them are mine. Oh, so they, some are of them actual, I wish they were. Uh, sorry, are these actual, these are actual real inventions? Then? Yeah, yeah, these are, these okay, are real okay. things, genuine things that have been invented. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to start in the bathroom. Okay. Yeah, because obviously... You need technology in the bathroom. I mean, everybody's got like an electric toothbrush. Now, what could be better about an electric toothbrush? Uh, so is what? Is invention number one an electric toothbrush? No. Because okay, I was going to say that would be useful. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> electric toothbrushes, any, I admit, are useful. But any, this uh, one... any electric toothbrush manufacturers out there who want to sponsor us, please you know, notice <laughs> I said yes. <laughs> well, what this is, is this is a Bluetooth app that connects to your toothbrush and what it does is it provides you with a brushing timer as well as tips on how to brush, which are live. And it keeps a schedule to track your brushing activity and achievements. <laughs> now, I personally have never needed a reminder <laughs> to brush twice a day. Um, I don't know potentially if there's a requirement for it. And I'm not sure in terms of brushing activity and achievements, do you get an award for when you've brushed 10 <laughs> times like Xbox? And you think, oh, you get a discount on your next tube of toothpaste. <laughs> You see, this this is where I'm mixed. So basically, it's it, it, is it an app or is it the toothbrush and an app? Basically, and the yeah, the is... toothbrush and an app go together essentially. See, so initially, I'm going to say it's not of use because yeah, one, you know, if if by my age, which I won't reveal, you get to this point and you don't realise you're supposed to brush at least once in the morning, once in the evening, if not after meals, then something's gone wrong. Um, <laughs> and two. Um, if I need an app to to remind me when to stop brushing, I haven't got to this point again without literally wearing all my gums away. So I don't think I've got a problem there either. <laughs> but but where it's got me is on this achievement thing. Now, now <laughs> I I love gaming. I love I've got my Xbox. I love my Xbox, and I wouldn't. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't addicted to the little achievements as they ping up on on a. Uh, on screen so i'd be lying if i said that being able to get achievements while doing stuff you know during the day achievement unlocked sparkly clean teeth um so but but it's still it's still going to be quite low I, I think it's it's fun but for me i'd probably put it as a three out of ten three out of ten yeah that's it's not useful good, really, i mean it? it's you know it's useful it's, it serves a purpose and and maybe for kids it might be great yeah, you know, that's a good to, point. to get them into a routine, but for for Three me as a big okay, kid. what about you? Well, what about you? I think if I'm honest, I'm putting it at a one. I've just never seen a requirement for it, but maybe that's just me. I'm not sure. I mean, there there, there might be a bit of a fun novelty for it, like you said. I think maybe for the use of of, of like getting kids into the habit of brushing their teeth, maybe I'll give it an extra yeah. point for that. But beyond the ages of about eight. I don't. I don't really see a based on, for it. Based on how expensive, I can imagine it would be. I, I was gonna, I was thinking it would be a great secret Santa present, but probably yeah, if it's that's, just the that's app. Not bad, but, <laughs> but yeah, m- maybe that might be a bit of a, a hint to somebody that you might not want to give them. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtlety isn't my. my it's a bit like when yeah. you get somebody deodorant at Christmas. You're like, oh no. <laughs> I've got to scratch right. it off the list then. Okay, all right. Now, the second one, so that was a three out of 10 for that one. Brilliant. Okay. We can do better with the next one. Now, staying in the bathroom for the next one, a smart toilet. Now, 
A bathroom utility company has created a smart <laughs> toilet that connects to the internet and responds to voice commands. You can ask Alexa to lift the toilet seat for you. And further to that, it's got speakers so that you can jam out to your favorite tunes while you take a poo. See, I'm not having this. I'm not, <laughs> although, 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 like the last item, pretty much the first three quarters of what you said, no. I mean, lift the toilet lid no flush it or whatever it is no but then you said it's got speakers in it and you can play music but then you know you can have your your mobile in the phone so i'm no i'm gonna say no a smart toilet now if we were talking about the one that i've I've seen mentioned or 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 maybe it's uh it's only in sci-fi things where it analyzes your 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 feces as you've passed them you know that that'd be handy you know to tell you yeah dan you need a bit more fiber or dan you probably needed a bit less fiber fitted uh, with a camera so you can watch it come out as well <laughs> that that's probably the premium edition um but, <laughs> but um yeah i think it, i think if it was a, a a stool analyzer as such then i'd probably put that actually quite high but as it stands no i think for me that's that's a one out of ten Oh, really? Wow. Lower than the toothbrush. I did not expect that. Now, <laughs> I've got a strange opinion on this one because I think you could have some fun with it. Now, <laughs> obviously, go. like the whole lifting and closing the toilet seat thing is useful just in case, you know, you know, you've forgotten to put the toilet seat back down, I guess. But I'm thinking, like, imagine if you turned around, you're sat there, you're having a bit of a tough time and you say to Alexa, play the constipation playlist. And the next thing you hear is, Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Come to talk with you again. I just feel like that—that that would be a great novelty. Actually, actually, think of the playlist. We could have fun with the playlist. Actually, when when we put this out and tweet this out, if anyone can think of any t- uh, songs you should be listening to while on the toilet, um, we will greatly appreciate the, the recommendations. <laughs> um, actually, no. That, that, to be fair, I might I might put that up to a two. Imagine if you're having a particularly difficult time with one of your motions you could ask it to put some really nice soothing classical music or something on that that might help yeah that this is what help. i mean see i think yeah, i think, see, I think, I, I think I, they'll go two I, out of ten yeah I'm, I'm giving the toilet a five i'm giving it a five <laughs> i know that's bold but i think it's worth a five but yeah toilet songs to listen to on the toilet suggestions to to us please <laughs> very much yeah please <laughs> right now the next one i've got is do you suffer with indigestion um sometimes do, do suffer from acid but indigestion can be a problem yeah well then i've got the invention for you yes, and that's because along the same line of the smart technology i've got a smart fork <laughs> now what it is is it's a fork that records how fast you eat based on how often you bring the fork to your mouth and it gives you a signal telling you if you're eating too quickly. You see, again, it just feels like these are all trying to make something that isn't really needed. Um, so so all it does is it tells me if I'm, if I'm shoveling the food too fast. Yeah, basically, it tells you you need to slow down because you're eating that carbonara too quickly <laughs> and we right. don't want you to have trouble on the toilet later on your smart yeah. toilet <laughs> which i don't have because i've given which it like a, a two out of ten um <laughs> again you see that just feels like it's spoiling food for me so you know one of the things that will probably come out over our episodes uh dear listeners is i absolutely bloody love food um and i <laughs> know i literally love food and um i just 
feel that this is going to ruin food for me <laughs> or, or eating. Um, but I get it'd be useful for some people. Um, yeah, it's, it's no, I'm not having it. Um, I'll, I'll so everything has to start with a one, doesn't it? I, I think we have to give it one out of ten. And I'll give it one for it might help some people, but on the basis that uh, I think it's going to ruin eating for me. Um, wow, I'm going to stick it to one as well. Really? No, no, oh, two, no, I'll give it two. I'll give it two. Oh, okay, that's a two. That's still better than the toilet. I'm still, I'm really surprised on that one that the fork's better. Than I'm the sorry, toilet. I'm being but, really harsh, but I just, yeah, maybe, that's really maybe, harsh. maybe it's just the the difference between us. Maybe <laughs> you're worried about sponsorships. We ain't getting any so far. <laughs> ten, ten. Did I say? Did you ten. not hear me right? It was ten. <laughs> well, man, like I said, maybe this is the difference between us. So you've probably grown up with technology, so you're loving all this. Whereas I'm thinking, I've had to do this. Mind you, the fact I've had to do this manually for all these years probably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Maybe. Right, let's let's see what the next one is. I might have a different view on the next one then. Right. Okay. So you've heard of reinventing the wheel, but have you heard of reinventing the umbrella? <laughs> right. Now this is the air umbrella. And what it is, is it's like a thin stick that sends oh, formations of, of air yeah. and it pushes rain droplets above you and to the side. So you have like a, a cloud of empty air above you whilst everybody else is getting drenched. So you look like Harry Potter or uh, like some sort of magician. You see, I think I've seen this and I actually really like this. I The reason why I like this is because I do think umbrellas are useful, right? Yeah, but they're bloody annoying when, like, if when you're having to dodge everyone's umbrella down the street, that you, you know, yeah, that's that's when they're going to poke yeah. your eye out, and and I also am wary about hitting someone with the umbrella. Um, so I actually think if if it works, and it, you know, if it, if we're basing on the fact that it actually does do it a good job, um, then I actually do like this, and I would probably. I'd probably give it, I'd actually give it a seven. Now, wow. the reason not higher is because I tend not to use umbrellas that much anyway, to <laughs> be fair. But I think maybe part of that is because I'm annoyed at umbrellas as they are, you know, being a, a pain in the eye. Um, yeah, having and, to shake them off when you walk in anywhere. Yeah, 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 there you go. And so, yeah, I, and also I would just love to see people just walking around holding this stick up, right? <laughs> well, nothing, you know. I mean... Do you, know, do you know what my problem was with this one? I think it's a great idea, in effect. But my problem is, like, water plus air, basically what they've done is just created an electronic super soaker. Yeah, in yeah. In my well, mind. Yeah, yeah. Because all you're going to do is spray water everywhere. And I think, what, what if it's windy? Does it still work? I'd love to see it in action. I might buy one. I might buy one and then come and review it on the next step. <laughs> well, when you were saying... Yeah, yeah, please. When you were saying it, I was thinking that. I was thinking, if you've got two or three of you in, in a close vicinity with it, there, there's going to be rain flying everywhere, right? But, um, yeah. but I was thinking, as long as it's... It, if it sort of was to come out, come down over you a little bit and it was like a shield, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. And then, and like I said... Better they get a few extra drops of water in their face than like a metal pointy bloody spike thing in their face, isn't it? Surely. So no, no, yeah, I like okay. this. I'm having this one. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So that's on the Amazon wish list. Wish list. We can put that one on the wish list. Okay. Thank you. I know what to buy you for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I just think it'd be brilliant. Imagine everyone walking around just holding a stick. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Well, along the same vein as umbrellas, what if you didn't even have to hold anything? Oh, here we go. So what if you had a drone that had an umbrella attached to it and it just hovered above your head and followed you along? Right. So 
So it would actually have a physical umbrella under it. It would have a physical umbrella under it, yeah. I'm going to say no for this one because, okay, it would free your hand up, right? Which is super. Well, one thing that I would say is obviously the intention behind reinventing the umbrella is the fact that you might need hands free, wouldn't you? Yeah. But the unfortunate thing about this one (laughs) is that instead of using one hand, you actually need two to control the control for the drone because no it doesn't follow you with a bluetooth app which i thought might be the case you still have to carry a controller so instead what you're doing is you're just hovering an umbrella and still aren't free to do anything else one out of ten next yeah i'm giving it a zero i'm giving it a zero (laughs) right now how many times have you gotten into bed and forgot to switch the light off um right is is this is where do i probably admit stuff i tend not to do that mainly because i i tend to get into bed after my partner so i tend to use sometimes the torch on my phone rather than sticking lights on right <laughs> right because you've got to be considerate yeah yeah, yeah. I get but it. having said that yeah the, the odd occasion where if if i'm if i've not been well and i've got the light and i'm reading something i'll fall asleep yes so the short answer to that is yes i've sometimes forgotten to switch my light off when going to bed right so you've got into bed you're all cozy and then you've looked and you thought oh, oh i've not switched the light off well introducing the switch bot now what this does is a bluetooth um, connected device that attaches to your light switch and it allows you to switch your light switch on and off remotely so you've got into bed, you're all cozied up, you're under your duvet, and then you've turned around and you've thought, oh, I've not switched my light off. So instead of make that disastrously long trip all the way back to the light switch, <laughs> what you do is you pull your phone out and you use SwitchBot and it turns off. Oh, so can it, is, it not, is it not voice activated either? No, no voice activation, unfortunately. Just a, just a Bluetooth app. You see, because I thought the switching the light on would be good in the sense of sometimes I do find it difficult waking up in the morning and I was thinking if I could switch the light on it might it might force me but if I've then got to get the phone and, and log into my phone then open the app and do that I might as well have got up and switched the bloody light on or off myself um <laughs> so is it if it was where I could see you so, so basically I think you can see where I'm going with this I don't think it's very useful for me um so I'll probably give it a three. But if if I could use it for a light in another room, if I because sometimes I've done that, I've got into bed and realised I've left light the hallway light on or the you know the light downstairs on. If I could use that to to do that, then I'd I'd probably be be happy. But again, like I said, by the time you've done it all, why don't you just get up and, and turn the light switch off? So that, that's why no, it's a three for me. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm giving this one a 10. A 10? I'm giving this a 10 because I get into bed all the time and then turn around and I'm just like, I need to switch the light off. I'm like, oh, I can't be bothered. And sometimes I just sleep with the light on because I can't be bothered. I turn around to take longer to get to sleep all because I can't be bothered to get up and switch the light off because I've got cozy in bed. So I'm giving this one a 10. <laughs> I know, this one wins for me. So if, if there are any automated light companies out there that, that want to sort me out. Well, well, well sort me touch. out as well, please, because I might change my mind. <laughs> You know, I've not got one. I might change my mind. <laughs> no, but, but I think it does depend. I think at the moment, you see, the reason why for me it's not is one, like I said, I tend to now, I tend to only go to bed literally when I'm I'm, I'm ready to literally just go to bed. Uh, you know, I, I don't like 
reading or anything beforehand. So I literally get in, get get into the room, change into bed, and that's it. So now, but if if you you know if you're getting in and you, and you may be sort of reading or something beforehand, then that's probably more useful then. Um, but yeah, no, not for me. But wow, ten out of ten, yeah, geez. yeah, I'm giving that a ten, and I think that's just pure laziness because I think anything that makes your life a bit more lazy to an not, extent, not saying to an right. extent, not, not saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've only got a couple left for you, but this one's I think is quite good because you mentioned about having to go to bed after your partner, so that's why you don't switch the light on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what about a smart duvet? There's a lot of smart technology <laughs> coming. We're making everything smart. Everything's nowadays. smart, isn't it? I think everything you stick smart, smart in front of it, and it's that's it. It's high tech. Yeah, this is what I mean. But a smart duvet, and what it does is it gives you two temperature control zones so that you can sleep in a different temperature to your partner. Ten. Yeah, yeah, Ten. I thought so. This, I thought no, so this, this is actually this is actually a cracking idea, and and it's real, you say. Yeah, yeah, you could buy one of these. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that, that is a great idea. No, that's that's yeah, I'm having that. Because what it does, it keeps the peace. You don't have any fights over the duvet. No one gets it snatched off them. You're not, you're not, you're not moaning about how hot the room is, and that's because one side's air conditioned um, or or really cool, and the other side's blazing hot. But you see, this is this is it, right? And for me, this is actually solving a problem. It might not be the biggest problem in the world, but that's why I like this. It's actually all the others have been let's yeah, what's the word uh iterate something this is actually saying right there's a problem here two di- two people different temperatures different body temperatures fighting over the duvet or not let's solve it and and that's why i like it so kudos to whoever invented this I'm happy yeah <laughs> it's more a new invention rather than just turning around and reinventing something for the sake of reinventing it i think yeah and it feels like like i said and and you know there's probably people out there going no why do you want that i just think it's helping to solve a problem rather than you know we've just said the word smart everything smart is trying to make us a little more dumb i think <laughs> up to now whereas this feels like yeah it's um yeah we're, we're trying to help people so uh, yeah they're trying to they're trying to they're trying to make people have better lives all around yeah okay i can get on board with that yeah i'm giving this one an eight i am i think still not as useful to me personally as the light the light switchy bot thing um but definitely (laughs) useful because it would avoid arguments and i think that would make my life easier in lots of different ways (laughs) yeah yeah. and then the last one that i've got you is not it's kind of a bit of technology and i also saw this on television actually being used by someone and what they are is their glasses with almost what is like a periscope on them, so that you can lie in bed and watch television without having to sit up. <laughs> so you lie flat, and then it's got two mirrors that then show you something 90 degrees towards your feet, so you can lie in bed and watch telly. Yeah. So, so you'd be lying, lying back. See, and I, initially, again, I thought I like this because one of the annoying things of when you're ill, and you want to stay in bed is you have to be upright to, to watch tv but i'm thinking how weird would that be actually lying down and watching a tv no i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a seven i like the idea wow same as I, me I like the idea umbrella. i think yeah yeah like a or, or maybe even maybe even an eight I, I just think again this this is this is solving a problem for me <laughs> um <laughs> because i don't if i'm in bed the reason i'm in bed is because i want to be I want to be snuggled up. I want to be warm. I, you know, I don't want to be sitting upright. Otherwise, I might as well be in my living room or in an armchair. 
Um, yeah, I can get I can get on board with that. I can get on board with that. But the amount of times where I've then laid down and and so I can't watch the TV, so I'm just listening to it. Whereas this, yeah, this is solving a huge problem for me. So yeah, on the list. Wow, an eight. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I, do you know what? For me, it's maybe getting a five. I can kind of see the use for it, perhaps, because um, obviously you can't fit a, a TV to your ceiling, or if you can, I don't know. Maybe you can, I'm not sure. <laughs> but you can't fit a TV to your ceiling, so I can see practical application for this one as well. So it's getting a solid five from me. I think that one, that one's okay, getting a five. Okay. So on top of your Amazon list, you've got your self, your self-regulated duvet at a ten. You've got your air umbrella at a seven. And then just squeezing in between that, you've got your periscope glasses at an eight. I think that's think they're solid. Um, actually, then if we're going to do that, well, if I then had to rank those, yeah, it would be the duvet, umbrella, then the glasses. Oh, okay, okay. That's but, but I think they're solid choices myself. Yeah. That's it, yeah, I don't think that's bad. I mean, like I said, I think that the basis for a lot of these is essentially trying to make life lazier, really. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. a bit where technology is going. Like there are some things that are invented and I think we haven't really done anything different there. You've just made it less viable for people to use their own mind. <laughs> but this is it, right? I, I just find that... So we aren't getting like huge advancements in technology or huge advances, sorry, in technology. But I just think that everything now is... It's almost like just looking, literally looking around. I, I almost think they're like looking at their family or, or friends in an in an environment, whether it be the kitchen or bathroom possibly, and say, right, oh, let's try stick technology into that action. It, it just feels like that rather than it being a, a thought out, what what can we do to to you know, what 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 can we use technology for to really improve someone's life? Yeah, well this is the thing. I think that a lot of the times now, like one example that I'll always use is a kind of a bit like cars. Like with cars, we've not really reinvented cars too much. We just kind of try to make improvements to them to make them a bit more useful to us. And that's kind of the way we've gone. I mean, I've, I was going to raise another one, but I saw it as like having good practical applications. I don't know. Do you know in um, Back to the Future, there was um, those girl, self-lacing yeah. Nike trainers. Do you yes. remember them? Yes. Yeah, Where are them, they? Right. Yeah. <laughs> have we <laughs> actually got them? Yeah, yeah. We actually have them. Right. I think it's Nike now that are pushing them out and they're actually like, a practical thing where you have like a button that will now do your lace up and i think that whilst a lot of people will view that as like being something that's lazy i actually think that that caters to a, just a particular audience like if you've got mobility issues or perhaps you're like just difficult in terms of tying laces for whatever reason i think that's particularly good if people might have p- particular disabilities and that sort of thing yeah, and i think yeah. that's where that sort of technology has really good applications to help people and so when i look at something like that i'm like you know you know what that's actually a brilliant idea because it works and it works for lots of like a number of reasons essentially um so i quite like that see i know I, I like that and and again like i said on the face of it you might say i'm a hypocrite based on some of the things i've said you know on on, on the the list you gave but absolutely i can do my own laces but that yeah there, there is a there is um yeah sometimes you you back so you know sometimes you've got issues or or you're in a rush like i love slip-ons but i prefer laces yeah, and you know, and it's uh, how many times I'm 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 awful for this. Where I'll get home and the laced up shoes, I'll just slide off, and then I'm trying to put them on the next morning, but you can never slip them back in. You've because they're too off. tight. <laughs> yeah, so you've got to then undo them, put them on. Yeah, th- whilst this is a 
Yeah, absolutely. You can do your laces. I think this is a quality of life improvement other than a fork that tells me not to be as greedy. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's a good way of looking at it. Is it a quality of life improvement or is it just making you more lazy? Yeah. But 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 this is the thing and and and, and one of the things I was going to say when I was thinking about this is I think technology obviously is brilliant. So no 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 bones about that you know like i said we could be doing this you know we're, we're in different towns we could be in different countries we're doing this and i love my smartphone i love my xbox you know everything um the little luxuries you get in cars but you know we are becoming or i i think we are becoming more and more dependent i know i'm becoming more and more dependent on certain things like um like my phone's got a calculator so sometimes if i if i just can't be bothered and, and i need to work something out i'll get the phone out and, and use that whereas <laughs> before i would do it in my head or or i think i've said to i may have even said to, to you before is like now i'm watching a film and it's like who's that person what, oh i remember them what were they in but instead of either just letting it go or remembering it like you used to i'm now getting the phone out imdb's up and then and, and i'll fall down that rabbit hole for about 20 minutes seeing it, all the films they've been in and then what the other actors so i just think we're just and, and sat now sorry oh, here we go i'm, I'm on a roll now sat <laughs> is another one so i love sat mainly because if i've got to go somewhere and the road is closed and i don't know the area obviously the sat nav will, will redirect you but before you know, we used to used to have the old map. We used to know where you go. Now, I, I've, there's um like a for for a, like a shoulder issue I've had. There's a hospital nearby I go to, uh, or a couple of towns over. Um, I've been there so many times, but I probably wouldn't remember the way there now because I've just relied on the sat nav. Because I'm almost like, well, I'm only going there for this hospital appointment. But if I didn't ever have that, I'd probably be stuck on where to go. So yeah, I'm <laughs> becoming dependent. On, on those things whereas before it would be almost second nature i mean i can't lie to you i actually don't think i've ever practically used a map in my life if i'm being perfectly honest <laughs> yeah but you don't but, need to you, you yeah. needed to <laughs> maybe when i was super young i remember my mum and dad um, printing off like you know the google directions because you didn't have a sat nav in the car but they print off like the google thing where it says turn left here turn yeah. right there yeah yeah and you just have a, a huge list of directions for where you needed to go but yeah i don't think i would i don't even think if i got a map out now and you told me to get from here to maybe 45 minutes away i think i'd really struggle It'd take me three hours and i'd only yeah, get but, there if i was guessing yeah but that's it all you'd you'd at least know roughly like if i've got to go there i know i've got to do the a1 m25 m4 and a, a couple of ways. yeah but, yeah but now yeah. i wouldn't even do that now i'm like well i've got the sat nav i don't need to even look at where i'm going also you know the, the thing about sat navs brilliant is um the fact you know they tell you roughly what time you're going to get there based on traffic which i think is another good reason for sending it i remember once being um wanting to go somewhere for the day get onto the um i think it was i'm not even sure if it was the m25 i oh, know i think it was the first junction that we joined the m25 and we had to go like 10 or so junctions we hadn't moved for half an hour and it was telling us you could see the time slipping away so we just literally as soon as we get to the first junction we we sort of turn around because i was thinking you know we could see we're going to get there like in the afternoon what's the point we were hoping to be there you know <laughs> within like an hour and a half it was saying that it's going to be like three or four hours so 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 when you've got that you use it for everything so so yeah I, I, technology is absolutely brilliant but we've also obviously seen the stories where 
truck driver has gone down like the tiniest of lanes in a village and like ended up in a river or something you know or has knocked out has knocked out a bridge or something so you've had drivers that have like driven off of piers and that sort of thing because they've been looking at their sat nav which i just think is i don't know how you've been given a driving license at that point but you know what (laughs) Well, well this is it so i'm thinking yes you've got um you've got a sat nav but are you actually looking at the roads? <laughs> are you actually seeing the signs? You know, like there's there's water over there. Where's the road gone? You know. But the thing is, that's becoming such a big part of our lives. Even the driving test now in the UK requires you to use a sat nav for some portion, which that's I think it. is absolutely mad because I wow. think you should still teach people how to just navigate with signs and that sort of thing. I think it's just a useful skill, perhaps, to have. But I, I think that it's mad that they actually now have like, a segment where you need to. Is that mandatory? bit of the test now yeah i'm pretty sure that they made it a mandatory bit of the test either last year or the year before um so now there's a block of portion where you need to know how to use a sat nav um which again i just think is really mad it's it's absolutely mental that but i guess you know if that technology is going to be like i I don't mean to be funny nowadays you you go and walk into any garage or any showroom every car that you look at is likely going to have a sat nav attached to it like it's becoming such a standard thing now that i guess you have to factor it in but maybe i'm being a bit facetious here but isn't it like taking a maths exam for like a couple of the questions they give you a book on the working out of how to get to the answer isn't it <laughs> <laughs> or like they're just like you can use a calculator for two of the questions <laughs> yeah. yeah i find i find that bizarre and i'm wondering what that's aiming to teach you um, well, I don't know if it's maybe there to teach you about concentration and how to use a sat nav safely, because I know that obviously, you know, it, it, it's true as much as sat navs are like built into cars nowadays. I think there is a level of being too reliant on them. Like we've just talked about people that have actually driven into like water, bodies of water by turning down the correct, the correct, the incorrect lane and not seeing what's in front of them. So I think it's more to try and account for people's concentration as opposed to anything else. So I can understand it from that perspective. But I think in terms of like practical, like life skill, I just don't really think it does anything for you. But no, but, but, but this is it. This is what I'm saying. I think about the difference as, as technology becomes more, um, more accepted and more a part of people's everyday life and it is you know it's probably um a generational thing as well in that sense um you know so again without sort of trying to sound old man young man kind of thing but it's like i'm sure when you when you had to uh go out with your mates and arrange a night out with your mates what, what would you do was it i, I can Two options. Did you call them up, ring them all up and say we're going out? Or did you do a WhatsApp group? Probably You probably did a WhatsApp group, right? Yeah, I just bind a message on WhatsApp being like, lads, we're going out tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, so kind of back in the day, it's like if you wanted to see a mate, you'd have to call up and, and, and hope you didn't get either their mum or their dad. And you're like, oh, please, Mr. Jones, can I see Billy tonight? <laughs> you know, and, and it was like, and then you're on the phone and then your parents are having a go at you for being on the phone. And it was the same, obviously, if you had to, you know, if you were calling up someone you were interested in, it's like, you know, you, it was like you're having your mum and dad shout, like, I need to use a phone now, please. Um, but, but that's <laughs> See, it now. There was no, there was no being discreet back then, was there? No. You exactly. organise a secret night out, sneak out because you needed to be on the phone. <laughs> well, but, but being discreet was making sure you had change and going up to the payphone up the road to call someone. <laughs> that was it. Um, but yeah, so you've got a smartphone, but how, how much do you actually use the phone element of it? <laughs> so. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't mean to be funny. Like the last time I picked up the phone and actually called someone to have a conversation, I don't mean to be funny. Like, it's really reserved for like mum and dad, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, apart yeah. from that, everybody I get on WhatsApp or iMessage yeah. or whatever it might be, there's just I just feel like there's no requirement. But it's sad as well because it takes away like 
a little bit of an element of like what like a relationship as a friend is I guess doesn't it it kind of it's like gives you a bit of like a detachment from that well, and, and I well, think that's I'm, probably a big ironically negative, really ironically to sort this out we were whatsapping to get to get our, ourselves yeah, into yeah. gear to do this so you know <laughs> having said that i could have picked up the phone to talk to you about it but in the end we were whatsapping so but but but, but again and that's what i'm saying i think it becomes acceptable i'm not saying it's i'm not saying it's wrong that you don't call people out. i'm just saying it's it's weird how how things change you know like before you used to have to get sort of books or encyclopedias to look up stuff and now it is you've got google on your phone yeah, any other search engine? Yeah, being being other search Ask engines Jeeves. are available. Ask Jeeves. Oh, that uh, you know what? That was a search engine I remember. If anyone <laughs> is still asking Jeeves, please let me know as well. Okay, <laughs> that that would be amazing. If we've got anybody running Windows XP still, <laughs> what was it Yahoo? I think Yahoo. Yahoo. Oh, Yahoo! Amazing. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's true. I mean. Like even even going back to the, like the casting and that sort of thing, like with our driving tests, like you look at it, like in twenty years time, will there be a requirement to even have a driving test? Like, will cars at that point just be driving us around because they're already here and now, and some of them are already yeah. doing it? So I just wonder whether a driving test will even be a thing twenty years from now. Yeah, it's it's one of those weird things. It 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 depends how it goes. So you'd have to because. I'm sure there's got to be a case where you've got to be able to take over if something goes wrong with it. So you'd have to be able to know how to drive. But the answer is, I guess I don't know. I mean, the, the way the way we're going, every, everything is being automated, isn't it? But but then I was going to say, but will people be going out less? Because I was talking to, to somebody at work yesterday. Um, you know, people are Uber eating or just eating McDonald's from literally down the road. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you know, people people are getting. I won't say lazy. They're probably getting savvier in that respect to 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 not go out because there are so many things set up to bring what they want to them. Yeah, and do you know what it is as well? And that kind of links back to what we said about is that a quality of life betterment or is that just a laziness thing? Because to me, I think the whole like attraction to going out for a meal out is the fact that you go out, you sit in an atmosphere that's different from home because you're somewhere different. You know, somebody's cooked for you and you've gone out to a restaurant or wherever, or a McDonald's, if you like, wherever it might have been to go out to an experience in an environment. Well, maybe you're not experiencing an environment at McDonald's. I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but you've gone out to an experience to experience an environment. And I don't know whether or not it's just a case of convenience. And that's really the basis for it being brought to your door. Because I don't know. I mean, I'll always see an attraction to going out for dinner or going out for a drink or whatever yeah. it might be, because I just like the experience of doing that. But I guess for a lot of people nowadays, it's more so a convenience factor, really. I mean, if you can have something brought to you, there's there's no basis for even needing to want to go out. I think that if one thing being in the middle of coronavirus has taught us is that I guess going out really isn't a requirement. I just think for me, even if it is it is a McDonald's, um, which I do love. I don't mean that to sound derogatory, but even if it is a McDonald's, I like, yeah, to go out, it, 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 you know, it's just getting the car, drive there and, and, and now I'm going to eat it there and then, or, or bring it straight back. And it probably isn't the third delivery you know, on, yeah, on, yeah. on the list. And, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, I, I do think it probably where it works well is, you know, and this is where I probably haven't used it for this, but if you've got a group of you and you want things from different places, I think obviously that's where it works. So yeah, you, if you were going out or you or you're all in, 
rather than doing a run to KFC, McDonald's, Burger King, pizza. Yeah, yeah. You, you get it all point. sorted out. I think that, that and again, that's the quality of life because then you're not forcing everyone to have something they don't like and you haven't got to go to yeah. 10 places. Um, yeah, I can, I can get on board with that one. I think that one's a fair point. I don't know. I mean, it's a difficult one really because, again, I think that what, especially, like I said, I mean, with the middle of like, coronavirus and like the changes to life that, that has happened i think that now more than ever it's easier to have things conveniently dropped at your door i mean nowadays when it comes to like online shopping i actually just don't go out really for anything because i know that i can have it on my doorstep the next day at the latest i mean whether it's clothes or whether it's technology or whether it's whatever i might need i know that through potentially amazon or whatever clothing place whether it's river island whatever I know that I can have that at my door next day and there's no even real requirement because I can return it for free. And all of that is so easy now yeah, yeah. that it almost yeah. makes the physical act of having to go shopping redundant. Yeah. But you see, I, for, for me, I kind of mix it up. So I remember used to, um, I used to work near a supermarket in another job and if I finished late, then I had to do the shopping. It was just adding another hour and I wasn't then getting home till eight o'clock or whatever. And I, and I'm thinking if, if I can have the shopping delivered and, and, you know, generally they're really good in terms of, especially so if we throw a supermarket, picking good stuff and getting it to you and, and really good at, Oh, you don't want that. Okay. We'll take it back. And again, yes, absolutely. I could do, am, am I lazy? There, there's an element of that, but it was helping, helping me out because it's just getting back some time in my life where I was only going to go and get the same stuff anyway. So if it can be bought to me and I'm not taking an hour out of my time to do it, then, then yeah, I, I found that was helping me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I can get on board with that one as well, to be fair. Cause I mean, obviously, you know, when you work as well, you can only go to supermarkets at particular times. You got to go on a Saturday. They're always manic, aren't they? Yeah. And I guess it just removes yourself from that experience. That just isn't particularly pleasant. <laughs> I mean, it's just not a fun place having to queue at a checkout for 40 minutes because the supermarket's packed and it's Saturday at 12. I mean, I know I should wake up at nine and go then, but we're um, waking up at 12. And so, yeah, I can go and, but again, I, I would consider that to be a quality of life improvement because you're freeing up time doing something that number one, you don't enjoy. And number two, isn't particularly pleasant anyway, in order to potentially spend time doing something that you do like. So I see that as a, a quality yeah. of life. And, 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 you know, you kind of like mentioned Amazon and, and next day delivery and stuff. And, and, and yeah, I do find that useful because again, I know if I need something and I need it tomorrow, I mean, how how often do we absolutely need something tomorrow for granted? But if, if I want something, I don't know, it could be here tomorrow. Um, I know I don't have to drive to the next town over to find that, then I'll do it. And, and, and I actually, what I find it does is then it frees me up to then when I go to the town to actually take my time looking around at stuff because I know the stuff I, I've really needed that week, I've got sorted. So I can just go to the town and just enjoy looking around. And maybe picking up stuff I wasn't thinking about because I'm 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 literally just you know just sort of chilling and and I don't have ten items on my list that I've got to cram into a Saturday afternoon because that's the only time I've got this week because you know I've worked all week and and we're yeah, busy on yeah. Sunday. Um, but it is weird, you know. But in in some 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 instances, I find myself um, regressing with technology. So um, you know, I don't want to take too much time, but say music. So. Obviously, music has seen a huge revolution, you know, records, uh, tapes, 
then the CD, which was amazing at the time. And then now it's all streaming, right? But yeah, I've yeah. massively got back into collecting vinyl, which is strange when you think about it now because everything's streaming. But for me, the thing about vinyl is it's, um, it's, it's, it's an example where I think technology has taken something away for, for, for me. So whilst it's great to be able to, oh, I love that song, I'm going to download that now and I've got it, brilliant. Um, but it's taken away that physical element of it. And also, it may sound strange, is I, I tend not to, since, since things went streaming, I tend not to listen to albums anymore. I buy the songs I like. Okay. Whereas, whereas now, with with especially you, you kind of have to with with vinyl, but CDs you can still skip through. But you put it in and I tend to listen to an album from start to finish, which I you know I, with with M, you know MP3s, whatever I you know iTunes downloads. Um, you you're just listening to almost like a mixtape. It's a never ending mixtape, basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, actually, because, you know, even when I've bought like a new album, if I've ever immediately had within the first 15 seconds of a song an inkling that I won't like it, I've just skipped over it and not bothered because I'm like, it's just not a sound that I like. So as a result, I'm not going to listen to it. And I kind of get that. Ultimately, you just like free yourself up to have a bit of a better experience. But the thing is, that's quite sad as well. Is like, whereas records were just the number one, because that was the only thing you had. I mean, obviously, I grew up in a generation that had CDs and nothing, nothing, uh, nothing before that. Um, I think the record thing, it's, it's sad because even now, like I see it with CDs. I don't know anyone that has CDs. Like I still have CDs in my car and that's because I like having, a bit like you, I guess, a physical copy of a CD that I can just bung in the car and listen to. But now it is a case of all downloads. You plug your phone in, you set your playlist to exactly what you want and that's what you get. And I think the sad thing is, is like with records, with what you've got, where it was such a normal thing, it's now only for people that are particularly interested. So as a result, I just feel like you kind of lose what was like the beauty of that particular thing. Like the fact of putting a record on, you get a bit of a crackle, you get to listen to a whole album through. Like I feel like you're losing a bit of the experience in listening to that album yeah, because of the way that you're actually taking it in. Yeah, but it's also, um, for me, and again, with, with album, you know, you get in the cover work, you know, it, depending on the album, you often get inserts with, with more artwork pictures and stuff. Now, you can get that digitally online, but it's not the same as actually kind of like having it in your hands and looking at it in real life, as it were. Do, do, do you know what I mean? Rather than a digital yeah. downloaded thumbnail. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's true. I mean, there's no like beauty in the artwork as much because it's just an image on your screen, which anybody can see, whereas you've got a physical thing in front of you. And I think that's what the attraction is. It's a bit like like going to something else that's now moved digitally. It's like, you know, sports cards, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if you've, it's a, it's been a very, very recent thing. And he actually started with like a big YouTuber. And I think they're called NFTs. And oh, so, yes, yeah. What they are is it's like, I think it stands for non-fungible token. That's, I think that's that what it means. about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what it is, is it's now like a piece of like digital art or like people have been selling like clips or and that sort of thing or sports cards. And what they are is they are like independent downloadable bits of content where you physically own that thing. So for example, you open a digital pack of sports cards and there's just a one-of-one sports card in your digital pack. You actually own that one-of-one digital sports card. And artists are doing it with art. So they're issuing digital art that is like one-of-one 
But if you own it and you purchase it, you own that thing. So whilst people can view it, you are the owner of it. But I feel like that's kind of taking away from the whole experience of that. Like there's nothing better than like when you were younger, opening a pack of sports cards or like football cards and then getting the shiny players because you really like them and having got, them physically got, and got, putting them got, in your album. Need. <laughs> yeah, got, got, need, got, swap, need. Swap, swap. <laughs> Shiny. Yeah, shiny, five star. <laughs> But I think that whole element of it was actually what the beauty in that was. And I feel like that's kind of taking away from what the experience is. So like I looked at that and the whole NFT thing and thought to myself, but the principle behind like the sports cars thing specifically is because you get to open them, you put them in an album, or if you get one that's rare, you put it in one of those posh little sleeves and you look after it because it's one of your favorite ones. And I feel like that takes away from the whole element of collecting. It's a bit like photo albums, for example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have a photo album with physical photos in it because I've never had a camera that's printed physical photos, to be honest with you. But if I go upstairs, like I've got photograph albums that my mum and dad have got, which have got like hundreds and hundreds of pictures. And there's kind of like a romanticism about it because you can flick through an album and look through memories. And it's just not the same as flicking through your mobile phone on an album being like, ah, pictures I took there, pictures I took there. And this is it. So while I'd say, absolutely, I love collecting the vinyl i know at some point i'll have to stop collecting vinyl because i'm not going to have the space for it once i filled up my little you know little container that's that's going to be it or the shelf that's going to be it um and it's funny you say that about um photos because yeah i used to have photo albums but then obviously digital photography is so much better in the sense of you know, you didn't have to have the films, you have to buy all the films and get them developed and then the books and the books were taking up so much space. So at one point, what I did was scanned all my photos in and then obviously now everything is digital anyway. But I find I tend not to look at my photos. They're on my hard drive, but because I know I've got to open up the laptop, like I said, look at it on the laptop, it's not the same as, yeah, you just pull a book out and you flick through that. I, I tend not to, you know, they're just now I've got a folder in a folder on a hard drive that says, you know, Florida or or Italy or, or France, whatever. But I tend not to actually bother to look at them. Yeah, so it's, it's almost like you've kind of put those memories away and then you've lost them in any case anyway because yeah, yeah. there's no reason to go back to them. And that's that's really, I think, what it is. I mean, like when you look through photo albums, I think there's like, a particularly nice thing about flicking through pages in a book that kind of, you know, you point at a photograph and you think, oh God, that's when we went there. But having so many images on a computer and just going click, click, there's kind of not that same sense of like emotion behind it. And I know that that must sound really soft, but that that's <laughs> honestly, that that's actually what it is. Well, no, like, well, you've, you know, you've seen the photos my mum's got and the fact that those photos themselves are like 50 years old or whatever adds a bit to that that photo do you know what i mean it's it's yeah. it's um it, it it gives it a quality um like i said having said that i wouldn't go back to film photos because digital is obviously for in terms of what it does it is is far superior in the sense of yeah i don't have to carry around 10 rolls of film anymore then get them developed and then used to have to do that prayer at the at the the photoshop you know that they actually came out because yeah you had to pay like six quid for whatever it was for the benefit of finding you had your thumb over the the lens for most of it um and and yeah and and obviously the space so that that's the thing it's like the streaming streaming is obviously far better because you can have more of what you want um 
but there is a flip side to it. So, see, do you know what it is as well? I think it's I'm going the other way on cameras to you because it's weird that we've decided this topic today and that this has come up now today because I've been looking at do you know instant cameras. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like Polaroid star. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've been looking at picking one of them up because there's a number of different like companies now that that make they them. They're all coming like back. Yeah, yeah, they all kind of use the same film. But I think there's like quite a nice thing about the imperfection in a photo because nowadays all you see, like when I go out or whatever it might be, or have photos with anyone, you turn around, you take it, and you think, oh no, no, that one wasn't right, and you take it again, oh no, that one wasn't right, and take it again until you get like the perfect photo, and it just doesn't feel real at that point because you've taken it so many times, like you've kind of lost what it was. Whereas I think there's quite a nice thing about like the imperfection behind what a photograph is when you have it there and then. And if it's been taken with a phone, you know that there's filters as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the thing. Then they get edited and airbrushed yeah. and I turn around and think, Oh, well, I look too fat in that one. So I can't put that one out. <laughs> oh, I need to whiten my teeth. I need to give myself a tan. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then yeah, yeah. you fall down a rabbit hole. And I just think to myself, you know what? you would save so much time, hassle and worry if you went back to the way it it would have been and just take a photo because you want a memory of that moment because you only need one and you only need one. And regardless of what it comes out as, you will always have that as your memory of that moment. And this is the thing. Sometimes it's funny when you used to get candids. I mean, if I flip through my photo albums that are upstairs that are just sitting in the loft or whatever it might be, like there are ones that are brilliant and it's because they're almost kind of candid. They were embarrassing moments or ones where people weren't looking correctly and they, are funnier moments because of that imperfection. And I think that's maybe what we're losing a little bit. Yeah, the best the best photos are the ones that aren't staged often, like you said, yeah, yeah. in the moment. Um, but yeah, I, you know, kind of before before we wrap wrap up because we have been rabbiting on for a while. Um, I just remember. Um, so I remember sort of when I was a kid, and yeah, yeah, they did these weird things at school, like where you, you they sign you up to like a junior bank account kind of thing, and you'd get a free free gift and i chose it was a camera um but they were cameras where you'd have to get like a flash stick which sounds a bit dodgy but it's like um i don't, I don't know if you know them but you stick they, they were different styles so you'd either get a cube that would turn around or or one that because this was probably a cheap one it was like um a long glass stick that's got like five flashes in it so when you take it in flash and i just used to like burn through it just almost blinding myself a bit because it was just almost like a fun <laughs> little thing and then you just buy another one and stick it back in the, in the top um but yeah but but i think we do have to finish up by saying though i mean whatever we've just said we are yeah we're we're, we're talking to each other on a laptop that's running voice recording software we're talking into a microphone that's helping improve our, you know the, the the quality of our audio so technology is good as well. Yeah, God, imagine we'd have to get in the car. No, we wouldn't have to get in the car. If this was back in the day, we'd have to get on horse and carriage or whatever you guys yeah. used when uh, when you were my age. Easy, easy. <laughs> get on horse and get, meet in the same place. We'd have to turn around and pull the camera out and record it. God, I couldn't imagine, imagine well, well, the stress. Well, that's it. Like, like I said, you know, um, we're, we're doing this in different towns and, and hopefully... Um, when 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 the world's a bit of a better place with, with COVID, we could even do this from another country. So, uh, <laughs> you know, <I> imagine. <laughs> right. Um, anything else you wanted to say? Any other anything on technology or any any other little bits you wanted to? to, to no, from? apart from the fact that I'm probably going to get a switchbot for the next episode and review it for you. Um, bar that, I don't think I've got anything else to add. <laughs> and um, wow, what was my favourite thing? I've forgotten already. 
Oh, it was the duvet. The oh duvet. yeah, if anybody wants to buy me uh, a temperature control duvet or an air umbrella um, or the other thing, I've, again, I've forgotten. Oh, the, the periscope yeah. glasses. We'll, um... we'll be linking Dan's uh, Amazon wish list <laughs> on Twitter for this episode if anybody wants I'm, to, I'm sure to contribute don't... to his quality of life. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure they don't cost much. I'm sure they don't cost much. Anyway, um, I, th- I think we'll leave it there. Um, cheers for listening. I've been Dan. I've been Lou. And we'll catch you next time. See you later. Bye.